What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show of no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Yes, sir. How you living, my friend? I'm doing all right. Doing okay after that game. Man, I'm doing all right, too. And I'm just excited that it's just playoff basketball, man. It is playoff basketball. We are in the thick of it. And, you know, our fans, you could expect hearing from us more often because it's playoff basketball. So I'm so excited to push out these pods with you, Tim. And we're going to talk about the show summary first. We're going to talk about game one and game two with our friend Blazer Ben. We're going to talk about Blazer's news. And then we're going to finish it off with giving props. But first, here is a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every CJ step back, canter rebound, or Dame game winner means so much more when you're playing with when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Are you missing a player in your Trailblazers jersey collection? Well, get it now for free. Here's what you need to do to enter our TBPN jersey contest giveaway. On Twitter, first follow at HoopsPodNet, then follow at BustedBucket, then finally retweet our jersey giveaway post. That's all it takes to enter. Sign on to Twitter and enter now. Guys, definitely sign onto Twitter, retweet that post, follow HoopsPodNet and Busted Bucket by Wednesday, because that's when this contest ends. It would be so dope if we had one of our fans just wearing a fresh Blazer jersey for for playoffs. Wouldn't we you need, agree, Tim? Yes, and we need y'all to pick it up because we are lagging. And people, if you want yeah. this free jersey, and we want you to have this jersey. We want to we want to be that pod that gives away a free jersey to our fans. You got to retweet. We got some we got some work to do. Absolutely. And I mean, the Mavericks pod, they're the ones winning right now. We Are we going to let them win? We can't let that happen. <laughs> we definitely can't let that happen. We know that we have the best fans, right? For Rip real. City. Rip City, we got the best fans, so let's show out and Sci- let's retweet that tweet. That's scientifically proven, by the way. Scientifically proven. 100%. <laughs> The Western Conference standings and playoff matchups. Let's talk about that real quick. The Grizzlies are surprisingly up on the Jazz. The Mavericks are surprisingly up on the Clippers. The Suns are up on the Lakers. And it is now 1-1 with the Nuggets and Portland. Man, and who better to talk to than our friend Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, my friend? Bingo, bingo, bongo, Blazer fans. (laughs) <laughs> what's up, Ben? Laser Ben, bringing the heat as yeah, usual. Yeah, what's up, boys? I know, what's absolutely. up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> absolutely. Bringing that damn time heat. Man, I just need I need you to talk to us, Ben. I need to know what has been going on with these two games. That first game, we won 123 to 109. The second game, we lost 109 to 128. What did you think of those games? I feel like the first game was a statement game for us, man. You know, we came out, we had a, a effort from everybody, you know, even the bench, Carmelo with 18, Simons with 14, 
uh, you know, made up for Powell uh, not really getting into his uh, 20 point scoring with only shooting 10, you know, and we had really good chemistry, I want to say, and we've, we were letting Jokic do his thing. You know, I was I was more than willing to trade twos for threes. You know, let Jokic go in and shoot twos yeah. all day long. We're going to come down and make threes. That's, you know, in a balance of numbers, you know, who's going to come out on top on that? That's us, you know. But then you, after a blowout win and a statement win like that, a team's going to go back to the drawing board, and that's what Denver did. And they came out with adjustments, and obviously their adjustments worked. And the adjustment that they made in the second half too especially of this game by putting Aaron Gordon on Lillard in the second half oof man that that put the, the like jaws on on yeah. Lillard I'm just gonna leave it at that for now it's yeah. a good move yeah Tim Tim what did you think yeah I mean I I think that was a, a heady coaching play um you know I I think I think the Blazers came out in that first game, like like Ben said, it was a statement game for them. They came out firing on all cylinders, and you know the chemistry looked great. the The Blazers were playing pretty good basketball, and you know we we had said it previously uh, heading into the playoffs that the Blazers seemed to be catching fire at the right time. And that first game, it, 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 that proved true. Um, now this the second game, and I think we all kind of called it here. We got punched in the mouth, man. Um, Jokic came out and, and kind of asserted his dominance. Um, I think the refs didn't really uh, help our cause too much. Uh, they didn't seem to – see, for me, the thing is, they didn't seem to, to know how they wanted to call this game. Uh, whether they were – it seemed initially like they were going to – let the fouls go they were going to let the players play right and and i thought that was going to be pretty good for us uh guarding Jokic. um but then they they started flip-flopping and, and then it turned into a a battle of free throws for a while and uh it, it it was just it was a tough game but i think that's the kind of game that the blazers not necessarily need but it's something that could propel them to kind of fix what's broken um, you know, Norman Powell waiting until the second half to to start asserting himself, you know, attacking the rim uh, because his, his shots weren't falling. Well, he um, was in foul trouble you the know, first I, half. I got to give him that, though. He was in foul trouble. Sure, he was in foul trouble. But at the same time, I mean, his shots weren't weren't falling either. So, you know, it's it's um, it's a tough loss because of course you want to go out and and take both both games because you le- legitimately have a shot, especially after knocking them out like they did in the first game. But you know, I, I think splitting splitting the the two games out in Denver is a good thing. You know, all we got to do is win the next three and we're moving on. So you know, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow tonight, but you yeah. know, on to the next one. On to the yeah, next that, one. That is your that is your actual prediction. Was it for, really my, my full prediction from the last episode? Uh, yeah, from the last episode. <laughs> I think you said that we were going to win the first game. We were going to get smacked in the mouth the second game, which you know absolutely happened. And then we're gonna go we're gonna go three straight. I think that was your prediction. Yeah, for this call series. Me, and right call now, me it's Tim Stradamus. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you are. <laughs> I just want to say this for for anyone that has watched basketball closely, you know, like growing up or whatever, you never react, you never overreact to the first game. 
everyone knows this. Everyone knows that you don't overreact to the first game because seven games, it's very, very long. I know Blazers Twitter was having a, a freaking parade after that first game. We were all feeling ourselves, that's for sure. But the tweet that I put out, it was a sneaky tweet on the busted bucket. I said, no one shot under 40% except Norm Powell. How often does that happen? That doesn't. Yep. That doesn't happen. Yep. We fell back to normalcy. Okay, these are this is kind of the way it goes in series. You know, you take some punches, you give some punches, and the Blazers are pretty evenly matched. I mean, you look at the shooting percentages here for this game, game two, okay, for field goals, 48% for the Blazers. The Nuggets shot 54%. That probably won't happen again. But at the same time, Jokic... He's getting all he wants on the inside, man. That's the scary part. It happened two games in a row, okay? Two games in a row, he's shooting at a really high clip. I mean, 51% and 42 for three was the first game. The second game, let me take a quick look here, 75% and 50%. That's absolutely crazy. Ben, you look like you have yeah, something man, to I say. Yeah, man, let him score, man. As long as you reel into the other players, as long as you got MPJ not hitting those threes like he was in the second game you know his stroke came back he was 11 for 11 oh, in the first did. game only from two points he was one for 10 from behind the arc so you know mpj wasn't feeling yeah. his his stroke that first game so he was out of it but he was definitely feeling it the second game so Jokic was getting support from beyond that arc so you know he was getting support from those two point shots that he's always making and he was just throwing up some circus shots that were just falling in and you're just like what is going on right now? You know, it. Yeah, he was he was using every bit it's like, of his where's six the magnet foot in the ball? Ten, you know, going into <laughs> you know, that room. I, yeah, I yeah, will say absolutely. I, I will say a, a big difference between that first game and the, and the second game is the Blazers came out polished that first game. In this second game, they were playing really sloppy. I mean, they couldn't hold on to the ball. Agree, agree. Um, defensively, they weren't in there. CJ wasn't in the right spot all night. Um, I will say another big difference is that Denver only had, I think, four players in double figures or double digit um, uh, points that first game. And I think they had five or six tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just double check that real quick. But yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's a big I don't think that's going to happen every night either. You know, I think I think the Blazers are going to figure out how to reel that in. Um, they're not going to come out as sloppy as they were tonight. It it was just a it was a weird a weird night for the Blazers. I I was pulling my hair out that first quarter with all the turnovers. Um, I, I I I think we and can expect to see to them tighten out. it up a bit too. Well, these days, yes, <laughs> got that COVID hair. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, yeah, that's a testament to sloppy play. I mean, the turnovers, twenty-one to twelve. I mean, come on. Did you guys know that the Blazers were first in turnovers? Like this year? As in yeah, the lowest I think we averaged like 11, 11.1 turnovers in the league for the season. Which is not... I mean, it's because we don't move the ball very much. But at the same time, for us to have 21 turnovers, yeah, that's not going to happen I think we had six in again, the first guys. quarter. Yeah. So just like we shouldn't overact to, overreact to game one, we shouldn't overreact to this nah. game two because, I mean, all the coaching adjustments, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, like you said, Aaron Gordon, Gordon taking on Lillard, like, that is an interesting chess move, and I'm sure that they're going to be in the drawing board to see how they could attack that because Dame Lillard felt like he just couldn't miss tonight. 
his I mean, especially quarter. in that first yeah. half. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he finished with 42, 10, and four, um, shooting 45, 56, and 84 percent respectively. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think the unfortunate, the unfo- unfortunate part about that is that you know Dame time had to come a little early just to keep us in that game. You know, and yep. I like what Ben said about just letting Jokic get his get his. I think what the Blazers need to continue to do is keep fronting him and denying him the ball. He's gonna score. The guy, the guy is is an all league, all world talent. I mean, he's he's gonna get his. I think what you gotta do is try and limit him as much as possible. And you know, tonight it's tough with with all the foul trouble. You know, Nurk fouling out with nine. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> Nurk fouling out with nine minutes left in the game. Come yeah. on, come on, Stotts. Come yeah. on, man. And, and Joker I, wasn't I even agree. in the game. I agree. And um, the the sneaky part. I mean, Ben, do you do you have something to say about that? Do you do you agree with Stotts' decisions to leave uh, him in? About that. I know hindsight's yeah, twenty twenty. I mean, he played twenty five minutes. You know, seven points, thirteen boards, with six fouls. You know, it takes a lot to foul out of a game in the NBA nowadays. You know, I think they said that this was Nurkic's first game he's fouled out. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure uh, this season, you know. So, like I said, it takes a lot to get that sixth foul. But for him to get pretty much back-to-back fouls in under, like, a minute, you know, and then he's on the bench. Yeah. But, yeah, like Tim was saying, Jokic wasn't even in the game. So He wasn't in the game. And the way that the that the officiating was this yeah. game, you got you to gotta pull well, it. It's, it's, it's a go to. out on an offensive foul, too. Like, right. That's, I mean, yeah. The, the refs were another thing and, on this game, but I'm not going to blame the refs, you know? Like, like Greg Anthony was saying yeah. on the TNT broadcast, he's like, I'm not going to, you know, put a light on the refs, but I'm not going to talk about that all game. And, but, you know, it's how many technicals and. But it was poorly yeah, officiated. Technicals and flagrants. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to say that that flagrant on McCollum. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was a game changer right then and there. With Capazzo, you know putting his leg up into CJ's uh, space right there. And then CJ just kind of just motioning and, and Composito just pushing him off of it. And then McCollum getting the flagrant. I feel like that was a game changer right there, yeah. man. And that just, that just that was messed confusing. up the momentum. It got in the players heads and, and, you know, even Greg Anthony was quoted as saying that that was mind boggling, that that was a flagrant yeah. foul. You know, he said, quote, yeah. that is not what a flagrant foul should be. That is from Greg Anthony, who played in the league for what, 27 years? So, you know. 27 years? <laughs> hey, Greg <laughs> Anthony, a former Portland Trailblazer too, mind you. I mean, this, this is what I'll say about, about the technicals, okay? About Mello's technical and CJ's technical. It's unfortunate that it happened to the Blazers, but the game was so chippy in the beginning that I felt like the refs had no other choice but just start throwing technicals yeah. everywhere. What was Mello's, but a, what was Mello's but a flagrant? Under control. That that That's the one that I was like, I don't know. Like, I know, like, he extended his arms. It looked no, like straight, it might have looked that, like man. intent, but I think it was more flopping, in my opinion. Heck, yeah, it was. I just can't wait until the NBA just starts finding people again. Weren't we doing that at some point? Weren't we finding people for flopping? And now all of a sudden it's disappeared in the playoffs. Like, come on. Like how many, how many, how much money would LeBron own <laughs> or owe at this moment? Cause it seems like he for flops real. every other play now. It's yeah. like, anyway, that's neither here or there, but 
the the Jokic foul out really felt like the kiss of death, didn't it? Nurkic, mean the Nurkic, Nurkic foul, out? foul out. Sorry, the Nurkic foul out really felt like the kiss of death, didn't it? Because oh, it did. Because their small ball without Jokic was working. It worked. I mean, Millsap, MPJ, Marcus Howard, Jamichael Green, and Monty Morris, like. They were up on our starters. Like, mm-hmm. we had Lillard, Dame, Roko, Nurkic. Um, and it was working. And once Nurkic, like, was out of the game, they just took off. They absolutely took off. Um, it hurt to see CJ get jammed on like that, on that fast break. That hurt my feelings a little <laughs> bit. And that was off of his turnover. But it... It was off his turnover. How many, you know, I didn't even look at that. How many turnovers did CJ have this game? Because five turnovers? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be. CJ had five. That's that's not going to happen. Even Harry Giles had three turnovers in his four minutes of playing time. (laughs) (laughs) MVP. MVP. Don't slander his name. Don't slander his name. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna see you're not gonna see turnovers yeah. like that from these guys, not not like that. And, like and that. I feel like most of those turnovers were in the first half too, when they were so sloppy. So, you know, Rip City, keep your head high, keep your chin up because the Blazers aren't gonna play like this next nope. game. There's no way. No sir. Dame's not gonna let them. It's true. And plus, like, I just want to talk about this real quick because it was weird. We saw. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You see that? I was, yeah, I did. I couldn't today. believe my eyes. I was like, "Where's, where's Hollis Jefferson?" Wow. For a second, I was like, "Who caught that alley oop?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that was DJJ. What did you guys think of him just being put yeah. in the game in general? Quick, what did you Jim, think sorry. of it? Derek Jones Jr. was a plus minus. He was plus eight. Plus eight. Oh, yeah. what's up? So you know, I know he only DHA? played a few minutes, but that's probably Tim. Tim what was, you what go, was Hollis Jefferson? What was Hollis Jefferson? Plus two. <laughs> Hollis Jefferson in his uh, three minutes, three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel like DJJ's yeah, length needs to be taken advantage of. We. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I. I don't. Again, this is one of those head scratchers. Like the first game, we we played a tight rotation. Tonight, we got into foul trouble, and Stotts had to go to his bench. But who does he choose off his bench? But Derek Jones Jr. Why? What's the reasoning? Why not go with your your guy you've been going with heading into the playoffs, Rondé Hollis Jefferson? Who? I mean, the the team was very productive with him in the lineup. I just I I don't. I think. The, the Blazers were beat on all facets of the game tonight, and coaching was one of them. I, I didn't, I didn't quite Agreed. understand it. Agreed. I this this is why I'm bringing it up because I know that we're all very excited to see Derek Jones Jr., but that wasn't the recipe to get wins at the end of the season. Why are you putting him out there if if you didn't have him out there at the end of the season when we were trying to dig ourselves out of a hole? Right. And if anything, I mean, that that kind of messes with the chemistry a little bit too, right? A little bit. The only thing that I'll say is that DJJ's length is appealing, like what Ben is saying. I mean, we have Aaron Gordon, we have Michael Porter Jr., who is 6'10", and we have Nikola Jokic, all very long, long players. I mean, we're not really worried offensively with those guards, are we? 
Like, we're not worried about no. Compazzo. No. Right? We think that CJ and probably Dame could probably hang with Compazzo. And then I don't even know who's our other guard. Wait, did you oh, just say Austin. probably Dame? <laughs> Austin, Austin Rivers? Are we worried about that guy yeah. on offense either? No. Not really. So what I'm saying is that if the three people you're worried about are particularly long, why not have our best defender who's also long out there? So I, I kind of get it too. It's just a very interesting wrinkle after a win that we had on game one. It was just weird to see that curveball. So I just wanted to get your guys' quick take. Do you guys want to see more of Derek Jones Jr.? Or do you guys want to see less of him? What do you guys think? I'm going to go with I'm Ben. More, man. I'm more, I've always been an advocate for Derek Jones Jr., man. I say play him over Simons. Play him over Simons. I mean, it was maybe a little blessing in disguise that Simons got busted in the lip. You know, I had to take him back at halftime to get that blood under control. So DJJ got some playing time, see what he could do. You know, he made the most of his five minutes, granted. You know, I, I feel yeah. like he yeah. should get more run. I'm a strong advocate. Was was that truly a blessing in disguise? Because the previous game, Anthony went five for six from the field, four for five from three. Cool. When was the last game he did that? He had four rebounds. <laughs> um, the, the first game of the playoffs is all I'm saying. The guy was elevating his game for that first, that first game. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you talk about playing Derrick Jones over Anthony, but Anthony put it down. So why why should we punish him just because Derrick Jones Jr.'s timeout is over? Yeah. I I feel like maybe the reason why Stotts put Derrick Jones Jr. in is because we were just having a tough time getting stops. I mean, Dame Lillard was seemingly on fire in the first half, but we couldn't get ahead that was weird like it really felt like we were winning mm -hmm. when dame mm -hmm. dame lillard was on fire but the reason was because we were trading twos for threes mm -hmm. yeah that was our best defense was literally dame lillard shooting on fire from three and giving up baskets on the other end and maybe derrick jones jr was just trying to put some defense like defensive energy in there i'm not sure but that's something to watch i'm very interested to know just because I, too, am a Derrick Jones Jr. fan. I want to see more oh, yeah. of him, but I would rather see wins. And if if our recipe didn't have him in it, I think maybe it might be best to just go with what was working at the and end Terry of the Stotts season. Isn't Sometimes gonna you waver. just got to stick to the recipe. Yeah, exactly. Terry Stotts isn't going to waver, man. But, yeah. he, but, he, but he did this game. He didn't have a choice. And maybe he it's because of the foul. Well, maybe it's because it was the, fa True. the foul trouble. The foul but trouble. But, yeah. you know, I, I think you got to stick to the recipe on, on this one, man. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the exciting part is that we got game three. At and it's, Moda. It's at home. On to the next. It's on. It's at home, boys. And on to the next, that's for sure. I'm going to talk about other Blazers news here. Moda Center will open vaccinated sections for playoffs. You have to show proof of your vaccination card and your last dose has to be two weeks prior to admission. Unvaccinated sections will also be available with social distancing rules applied. Man, we have come this far. You know, pandemic, super dark. And now we are letting fans, more fans back in the Moda Center. Ben, what do you think? Man, I've been watching a lot of playoff basketball this weekend and you're looking at all the stadiums and they're looking back to normal. 
you know even look at new york madison city Square, exactly yeah. madison square garden they're like all the way up to the court you know a lot of these these arenas you know are blocking out the first eight mm-hmm. rows not putting people courtside sure i understand that madison square garden wasn't that a hot spot they're just like yeah full to the brim there you know and denver was full utah yeah. was full phoenix was full mm-hmm. you know it, i mean just looking at it from a fan perspective watching it on tv it doesn't look like there's any precautions going on but you know i'm super stoked to get 40 percent of fans in there that's eight thousand fans whether you know they're all dispersed or there's a vaccinated section or however they're in there it's eight thousand fans man you know it's six thousand yeah. more than what were in there before so you know it's gonna get i'm loud. ecstatic mm-hmm. for it to happen <laughs> and, and, and with ecstatic. that real quick i just want to say I may or may not have come into tickets mm-hmm. for Thursday's game. And with that, oh, what's with that I'd like to invite uh, the glorious, the notorious Tim Johnson. What's hey, up? If you're here, to uh, accompany yeah, Blazer Ben to the Thursday oh, you know game. Uh, you know I'm there. Are you kidding me? You know, me? they may not be the best of seats, you know, nice. but you'll be in the arena. But there's seats. Yes. We got a seat at the yeah, table, yeah. baby. See, I got. Can you see the it? The busted uh, bucket uh, will be in the way building. Way up there, we are. I'm in the building and I feel it myself. Or Tim, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Joker's gonna hear yeah, me. Yeah, we're in vaccinated. Joker's section. gonna hear me. Nice. So we're gonna nice, have dude. zero leg room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our section will be chock full of people. We'll look over to the left of people not vaccinated, and they have the like, whole man, row to be themselves. And just like, well, what's up? Why couldn't we get the unvaccinated yeah. section, man? Can we trade? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, I mean, I guess this is a good time to ask you, what did you think of these of this news coming out? I tell you what, I'm ecstatic. Ecstatic. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's dope, man. Heck yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I mean... Like I said before, the Blazers have had one of the best home records, man. Especially that year that we went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. And now we're getting more fans in the building. And you saw when we had fans for the first time this season, how excited, how juiced up the players were. Just imagine 8,000 fans, dude. 8,000 fans are going to be in that building and we're all going to feel ourselves... We're going to be feeling ourselves just hyped up, energizing just these Blazers to victory, hopefully, on, when is it? Thursday. Thursday. What is this game? On Thursday. On Thursday. And then for other Blazers news, there was an article that came out. <laughs> I just wanted your guys' opinion. It's a little silly. But CJ and Mello, they share something in common when they go on road Wine. trips. Apparently, <laughs> that's also another one. <laughs> They share wine, and they share scented candles that they bring to their hotel room. I'm so glad you said candles. Scented candles. (laughs) (laughs) CJ says he likes to burn his candles during the day. It gives him, like, good juju. Mello says that it gives, like, a homey feel. He feels like home um, when he's, like, in the hotel. If he just wants to relax, he just tries a candle. And having certain scents around him, I guess, like, eases his mind, gives him a sense of peace, um, just helps him relax. What do you guys think of this? Tim, do you think this is a boss move? Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's a that's a grown man move. I love candles. 
Yeah. Say what you will. I love candles, man. <laughs> it's it's like being at the spa. Ain't nothing wrong with going to the spa. That's true. Ben, are you a candle yeah, I lover? Superficial. I, I'm with the Airwick plugins. You know, I got those things. <laughs> oh, <good>, nice. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm sure that you know, there's nothing more homey for them than lighting a candle and sipping a sipping a Chardonnay or a rose or, or CJ's. Yeah, CJ's new rose that he just came out with. You know. Yeah. So you yeah. know, puts them yeah, at yeah. ease. Oh, by the way. By the way, you hear that, Airwick? Airwick, we're, we're open for sponsors. <laughs> it's true. Also, CJ's uh, wine. Who, who makes that? I can't remember. Adelshine. Yeah. Let's get some Adelshine yeah. wine up yeah. in here. I can't remember. Um, But I just think it's like, <laughs> I just imagine really <laughs> awkward moments, man, where like Dame wants to go over the game plan. Is like knocking on Mello's door. <laughs> and then like he opens it. He's got a robe, and then, like a and then, robe on. <laughs> <laughs> and Mello, Mello and CJ are both in the room sipping wine over candles. <laughs> what? Why do I imagine Mello like he's got his hotel, his his room set up like a like a dojo or something with like a ton of candles all around and like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't sit on chairs. He just kneels on the floor to eat his food. <laughs> He seems like a like a zen a zen like a type zen person. kind of person. Yeah. Yoga yeah, ball. Yeah. I mean, he did say, <laughs> yeah, he did say give good juju. So that would make That's sense. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, we're gonna move to our next segment, and it it of course is called giving props. I'm gonna start with our definition. It's giving applause, giving kudos to a certain story, person, or situation. So Ben, Tim, I want to know: Do you give this props? The Oakland A's will visit Portland on a fact-finding mission as part of their relocation plan. Ben, the Oakland A's coming to Portland. I want to know, do you get that promise? Yeah, man, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge baseball fan in the, in the least, but I would love another professional sport here. And growing up, going to spring training in Florida and Arizona as a kid, you know, loving, loving baseball. You know, I, I had family down in California, so I went to the Giants games and I went to the Oakland games, you know. There's nothing like sitting nice. at a sporting event, a baseball game, outside, eating hot dogs, and now, you know, as an adult, drinking beers for, you know, three and a half, four hours, just, you know, shooting the breeze with your friends, catching a, catching a ball game. And I, I love that they're coming to Portland to check it out. And I have my fingers crossed, you know. I heard the other sites that are on the possible list is like Nashville or uh, the competitive one would be Las Vegas, you know, because it seems like, Vegas, you know, yeah, they're just yeah. getting all the draw. You know, they got the football, they got the hockey, you know, and they're just hopefully not going to get the A's and we'll get the A's because it'd be sweet to have that field right down on the water. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that mock up. Yeah. That'd be dope. Tim, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I think that'd be dope, man. I would love to play hooky from work and go catch a ball game. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell my boss, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially we work, yeah, we work right down there too, man. We'll just tra- probably I trolley know, exactly. over. true. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and the fact that it's down on the waterfront, I mean, I think that that would be a big draw just location-wise uh, for Portland versus Vegas because, like you said, I think Vegas is probably a front-runner. But, man, I, I mean, the PDX Diamond Project, shout-out there. I mean, they put in a lot of work to try and bring a professional uh, baseball team here. And, you know, you said you, were, you had gone to spring training and whatnot as a kid. I used to go to – uh, see Portland Rockies games. I don't know if you ever oh, went and saw the, yeah. them play. The but Beavers, dude. Minor league that. team, but 
See, I didn't even, I didn't I didn't have a chance to go to the Beavers, but I went to the Rockies quite a bit with my pops, and it was that was a fun yeah. time, man. I mean, between I mean, and then you know that gives you a, something else to to go to here in the Rose City. I mean, you got it'll always be a basketball town. We got the Timbers, the champion. I mean, they they won championships here. There's no reason, and dude, the A's are good. There's no reason why we we can't expect the A's to bring another championship to Portland either. So. Yeah, I'm, I give that mad props, and I, I really hope that they end up settling on Portland. It's affordable fun, man, too. Man, I give that mad yeah, props, it's affordable. too. affordable. Yep. That's true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just remember going to, like, day games, you know, on, oh, the, yeah. on a weekday. Yeah. And tickets are, like, to get in, it's, like, eight, ten bucks. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> like that anymore. But all you do, man, you don't even watch the game. Like... Just hanging out at a baseball game is like you just walk around and then all of a sudden it's like the seventh inning yeah. and you're like, oh, now it's time to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Rose, Rose sitting in the in the beer yeah. garden. He's catching Absolutely. That, he's catching that Catch buzz there, up man. until the seventh inning stretch. And those, those, That's those the way to do it, brother. Though, though, the re- That's the way to do it. With the retractable roof, though, man, that would be on point for the Portland weather. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, with baseball, oh, they yeah. call games for rain. So, you know, if they get that retractable roof in there, oof, that would be fire. Got to have yeah. it. Yeah. It's on the opposite side of the river too, right? From Moda. Uh, yeah. So like one side you got Moda, I, I the other side you'd have yeah. that that A's stadium too. Yeah. That'd be super sick. Yeah, man. that would be way cool. But the question is, do they rebrand them? No. Are they the Portland they A's or are they man. the Portland A's? You don't think so? Yeah. I, w- I think they would be the Portland A's. I mean, I'm for it. Portland the Athletics. Athletics. I'm still for it. Yes. it. Sounds sick to me. Yeah. And and imagine imagine the scene of all the boats out on the Willamette trying to catch homers. That's true. And also. They're already wearing the Oregon Duck colors. Yeah. Boom. Done. Done deal. I mean, you know and what I'm it, saying? It sounds like a match. <laughs> and they gotta made bring in like throwback days. And then you know, if they bring back players, Sorry, it'd be Beavers. like Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Ricky Henderson, Dave yeah. Stewart, <laughs> Dennis Eckersley, listen, man, you know. Listen to Blaze. We should Woo. call him we should call him Oakland Oakland A's. Yeah, then. man. The old school <laughs> A's. Man. That's, That's awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, of course. Of course, man. Um anyway. So it sounds like we're all giving this props. Obviously, we would love to have another professional team here in Portland. Um, For the next one, I have LeBron James has been getting fouled pretty hard as of late. Twitter has made some videos in response to some of these foul calls that he's been getting. And RJ, if you could, can you play the video, please? Looks (laughs) <laughs> and the Oscar goes to Perfect. It looks like LeBron James is now Walking up to receive his Oscar Wow, Tom Hanks Man, what I, Ben, I gotta ask you Do you give this video props? Do you oh, like this I, cut? Anything that gives a little dig on LeBron, man Puts him back down to, you know, reality Yeah, I love that I love that <laughs> Look at Steve yeah. Nay's reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Giannis, what? <laughs> Tim, the you're giving us props? Hey, you know, got to do what I got to do. Uh, I give Twitter props. Oh, I, yeah. I love it. I love it when Twitter hates on Braun. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, too. I mean, like, over these playoffs, what? He's been, like, he's been partially blind. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure he had a dislocated shoulder at one point that Chris Paul, like, tugged on his arm. Yeah, yeah. And then he also had a knee injury 
Come on now. Yeah. Come on now, LeBron. Yeah, but re- on, real quick, can we talk about the COVID protocol just being thrown out for LeBron, who attended a, a event? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like, what was yeah. it? It was a was so was it an event for his tequila. Does he have a drink? Right. Yeah, yeah Drake so. was there. Michael B. Jordan yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and there's pictures of them all unmasked, just standing next to each other. You know, but reports come out that everybody at the party either tested negative for COVID or they were fully vaccinated. And of course, LeBron is all hush hush if he's vaccinated or not, so nobody knows. But why is Karis Levert for the Pacers being ruled out for the play-in games, and he didn't get to play for those? Yeah. For protocol, so but LeBron crazy. all of a sudden is just uh no 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 rule he can play he's good he's good special treatment sorry, I didn't man. want to I didn't Lakers, want to take it Lakers on that. are good for the NBA <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to take it on Lakers that. are good for the NBA agree sadly if it's not special treatment it kind of sounds like special treatment it kind of <laughs> looks like it I'm pretty sure man that sounds kind of special mm-hmm. to me anyway I'm gonna give props to this video I like this cut also. I mean, LeBron is really milking this, like, whole actor thing, right? Like, Space Jam comes out, then all of a sudden he's, like, flopping around everywhere. Like, more than usual, right? It's his, it's his next career. <laughs> I mean, shoot, it's his current career. He's just transitioning. <laughs> That's true. Transitioning into acting. Yeah, it, it'll be a seamless transition. Yeah. You know, next Absolutely. thing he'll be starring next to Michael Absolutely. B. Jordan in some comic book movie. <laughs> Great. Anyway. Then, then he'll get compared to another Jordan. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he'll also lose. <laughs> anyway, that is it for our episode tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Blazer Ben, of course, it's always great to have you on the Thanks show, my friend. Thanks for having me, as always. RJ, our video producer, shout out to you. And our last shout out goes to our fans. Thank you for responding to us on Twitter. Um, replying to us giving us like just great ideas all the time you make this show so easy to write anyway tim what you got to say well that's it for this episode don't forget to rate follow and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying remember to stay safe out there rip city we'll catch you next time on the busted bucket podcast thanks for listening